What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. So right off the bat, I got to say congratulations. Big fight for you um, this past weekend. Tell yeah. me a little bit about it. Um, it was just uh, one of the, you know, stepping stone for what I'm trying to do in my career. Um, it's a necessary step. It wasn't the, the opponent, you know, choice of like his record wasn't what I exactly wanted. But these are the things you got to go through when, you you know, you're trying to keep moving up in the career. You got to go with guys that are. But a W is a W. Exactly. That's, yeah. what, that's what it's about at the end of the day. It's getting wins. So yeah. so Kyrie's a boxer, uh, Lynn native, right? Grew yeah. up in Lynn. Yeah. Um, repping the North Shore f- for sure, for right? For sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about your backstory. So you're a Lynn guy. Um, you, you, what, tell me about your family life back in the day. I want to figure out, I want to hear the story behind. Um, I grew up in Lynn my whole life, you know. Um, I had, you know, my brother, my two sisters, my mom and my dad, you know. not, not My mom worked hard. My dad worked hard. Um, I grew up, you know, around my uncles, my, my mom's brothers and sisters, you know, like I said, my mom got 15 brothers and sisters, so. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so, I grew up around my uncles and stuff, they always, you know, sometimes, you know, pick on, I got an uncle that's close to my age, like three years, right. three years older than me, so, you know, we grew up like brothers and stuff, so we'd be fighting and stuff like yeah. that, you know, I always wanted to hang around with them, so I always had more than, like, I have one brother, but then. I had my uncles. They were close to, like, my brothers. So sure. Stuff like that. So you had a close-knit family. Yeah, yeah. Any boxers in the family? Never, no. Just, no, no boxers. Just me. My brother, Um, they liked, like, martial arts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like fighting. Karate. karate. Diff- different kind of fighting. Yeah, but not right. boxing. My uncle started me in boxing. He um, went to the gym that I originally started at. Um, he, was, he was good, but it wasn't, like, something that he was trying to do. Right. He just was going to the gym, sparring and stuff like that. But then he... We, me and him were real close. He was like probably one of my closest uncles. So right. he was like, "Kai, come to the gym." How was, old are you at I this time? I was like time? 12 years old at that time. I was yeah. almost about. To, I was about to be 13. And he was like, "Come to the gym," and I was like, "Nah, nah, nah." I knew some kids from from my neighborhood that was actually going there, winning fights and stuff. He's like, "Come to the gym." I'm like, "Nah, you guys gonna get me beat up yeah, over right. there?" So I'm like, "I'm not going." <laughs> like trying to trick me in. Too. Yeah, so I'm like, "I'm not going." So one day he just asked me in front of my dad and stuff, and my dad was a big boxing fan, like Mike Tyson fan, like right. the biggest Mike Tyson fan. So growing up in my household, like I've always watched boxing, like Mickey Ward, Toro Gotti, yeah, and stuff yeah. we like gotta, that. I, I love Mike Tyson. We gotta get into that yeah. a little later in the yeah, podcast yeah. for sure. But Mike Tyson. Yeah. So my uncle asked me in front of my dad. He's like, "Come to the gym." I was like, "All right, I'll go." Fell in love with it first day I got there. I, I met the coach. I seen well, this. What was it? I mean, it's a it's a I, tough. I, I mean, know. you go in it. Did you get in a lot of fights growing up? Nah, I mean, yeah, and no. You growing up in Lynn, you know, there's some kids that you know that 
would try to like bully you that was bigger than me, but you know, I would be like, you know, I'm gonna get my get my uncle or yeah, you know, stuff like well, that. I, I I have to agree with like when when it comes to Lynn, especially. Um, like I feel like we dealt with issues differently yeah. growing up in Lynn than yeah. we did than you would have in some other yeah, affluent, sure. more affluent towns where you would go get the police involved. Yeah, like we no, got a lot sure. of thi- things resolved, like yeah, person either, to person. Yeah, so fights either, happened a lot. Yeah, either you fight or you get bullied, and, right. and, and bullying Agreed. is not what you're gonna, you know. That's not what I was going for. Right. Either I'm gonna fight or I'm gonna get my uncle. We're gonna fight. And boxing is a great way for like kids that are not even confident. Not that yeah. not that you weren't, for but sure. like it's it's just a great way for people to get in there and like just get that confidence yeah. through boxing. Yeah, Tell me sure. a little bit about being a 12-year-old kid going to this boxing gym. Like I said, it was just like, it's boxing was only something I seen on TV. I didn't, right. know, I didn't know it was real, you know? So when I go to the gym, I remember I seen the coach. I remember to this day what he had on, he had all white. He looked like, like an angel, like he just had all white on and he, had some, he was talking on the phone. He hung up the phone and she's like, you want to box? I'm like, yeah, I want to box. All right, you need this. You need some gloves. You need wraps. Next day, I came back to the gym. My dad bought me. He went to Dick's. He bought me Bunch some like plastic gloves and stuff. Yeah. So um, I remember hitting the speed bag. It just was like mommy, like Rocky Balboa and stuff. So it's something about like the gym when you first go into it. It's like that sweat smell with the with the Vaseline right. and, the, and the leather. It's just a, it's just a, you know something that you can't describe. You just got to be there. So right. I fell in love with it the first day. Yeah. And so. Tell me, because there's people who have talent, and then there's people who like work really hard. May not have as much talent, but they work really hard. They grind it out. Like, what, what, what would you consider yourself as a boxer? Like, are you the person that's just gifted talently, or are you the one who has to like work really hard to I achieve? I think, I think to be honest, if I was being honest, I think it kind of fairly came easy for me. You know, just like I played basketball. I was decent at bas- basketball. Um, I was decent at football. Like every sport I did, I was. Like good, yeah. decent at doing it, right. you know what I mean. So I was coordinated. So once once boxing came into it, and all I had to do was just focus on myself. It wasn't a team sport. It was only just it's either you or them. And all I got to do is just focus on me. That was it. That was all I needed. So I think boxing came easy for me because I was like, you know, I had good balance, I had good speed, I had good power. Right. So it was all together. I'm not gonna say I'm the greatest boxer in the world. But you can. I won't dispute it. Yeah, but I'm doing my thing. So, right. So. What's your strength, like in the ring, like? The, my, I got. Like Mayweather's a great defensive fighter. Tyson, you know, Iron Mike Tyson. Like Iron what? Do, I got. I mean, I hate to say these things, but I'm. I'm pretty. I got good defense. I got good. Good. I got real good power. They call me TNT because. TNT. You know, I, yeah, I got power. <laughs> um, dynamite. You know, whatever they want. Right, I like yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just. Mm-hmm. I just. Not that I can do it all, but I'm I'm you're versatile. Very well, I'm well-rounded in yeah. each thing I do. So yeah, um, so you're growing up in Lynn. Um, you find a boxing academy. You join it. Um, you instantly fall in love. Um, you graduate from high school. Yeah, 2010. 2010. Lynn English. Yeah. So before you had uh, made the commitment to to dedicate yourself to boxing, had there ever been anything else in your life that you really felt like? that strongly about that you were that passionate or like put that much work into nah because you know i didn't really um i didn't enjoy school that much right i'm not a you know book smart kid i'm more hands-on um so and i knew i don't like nine to five i don't like working for somebody right that's not my thing 
So I knew boxing, you know, I can make money boxing. I can make money, you know, fighting, mm-hmm. glorified fighting. Like, people praise me for it. I'm not going to go to jail for it. Right. So <laughs> It's true. So that's what, you know, I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm going to do this, you know. So I won the Golden Gloves um, 2009. My first first time fighting the Golden Gloves, I won the tournament. I got the Outstanding Boxer Award. Oh, that's great, man. Um, yeah, so, and then um, I had a son. You know, so I took some time off from boxing. So once I had my son, I'm like, all right, I got to make some money. I locked in. Mm-hmm. Started, got a job. Yeah, started, you know, got a job. But then I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep boxing, keep boxing, you know. And then, you know, you go to these tournaments, these 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 national tournaments, and you, you spend all your money, and the results ain't what you want. You know, they, right. they got their favorites already picked out. A lot of people out. don't know that. Boxing is an expensive sport. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, you, you just don't just buy a pair yeah. of gloves and throw them on and go box. Like yeah. You gotta pay a lot of money to enter tournaments sure. and get a name, right? You gotta, yeah, you put your own money up. You know, when I, when I didn't have money, you know, my mother would pay for these tournaments or, or basically, you know, put up GoFund pages and stuff like that. And pe- get and, there. Yeah, my, and people that supported me or, or knew what I was trying to do would, you know, donate hundred dollars, twenty dollars, ten dollars, something. Whatever they and, could. Yeah, yeah, and it added yeah. up and I got to go to these tournaments. But when you go to these tournaments and they already got their favorites already picked out, that kids that fight in these tournaments every every chance they get, they be, they be, they become like a familiar face. On the circuit. Yeah, they become a familiar circuit. face so they're like, Okay, right. He's gonna win this year, you know. So some fights, you know, you didn't even have a chance. So once I got fed up with doing that, I'm like, All right, I'm a sign pro. Didn't know how I'm gonna sign pro. You know, every I, there's a qualification process to become a professional. Yeah, there is and there isn't. If you want to be a good fighter, you have to go through, you know, getting the go through the steps. Get a manager that could speak for you and co-sign for you, and basically to say to a promoter, "All right, this kid can fight. He could sell this amount of tickets and put them on a card." I didn't have none of that. Right. Everything I did was by myself. You know, I'm from Lynn. You know, we don't trust a lot of people. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? So. I didn't have a manager to look out for me at that time, you know, so I was just, you know, me, me and my people that are around, they call me, like, self-made, you right. know, like, I did it by myself. And No shame in that, man. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not saying that cocky, like, self-made, because there is a there is people that help me with doing what I'm doing. No, I agree with you a thousand percent, man. I, I make the same, I would make the same statement about myself. I'm yeah, self-made, man. Sure. Everything I have, I earned. Like, nobody 100%. gave me nothing. Every opportunity I had, I leveraged. 100%. Right? Like, no, nobody just... Nobody gave me a dealership. Nobody right. gave me. All I got was a few opportunities, and I just worked my ass off to yeah. just figure it out. And you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Boxing is just your, you know, is your canvas. Yeah. Right. Um, and I didn't. And like I said, I didn't have these people to help me. So there was times, you know, I'm like, you know, there's a there's an interview that, that Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, I know Nipsey. There's an interview that he says. He goes, I'm not gonna um, portray like I I had the the most poise, you know, like I've had the most poise through my career. He goes, there's been times I've, I struggled, you know, and I, that's the same thing with me. Like, I didn't portray the ultimate poise, and even though you guys think I do, I don't. You know, I, I'm in my head, I'm like, how am I going to get it? I'm hustling around. I'm asking people, and people, you know, they're not, they're not giving that back. So once I found a way, there was no turning back for me. Yeah, and that's part of what, like wh- – that's what intrigues me the most about you, and that's why I invited you to be on the Hustle Project podcast, is because to get from a, just a Link kid, you know, and I love Link because it's, it's just a great baseline. Like, yeah. whenever you try to compare um, 
great example of a, just an urban city. Yeah. Um, the underdogs. Like with a, yeah, the, yeah, just a city of underdogs. Yeah. And so anytime you can manage to get from Lynn to to a pro boxing career and a good pro, I mean, you're yeah. you're what, now 10 and 1 now? 10 and 1, yeah. 8 knockouts. Yeah. With 8 knockouts. So, I mean, you, your trajectory is like is way yeah. upwards right now, yeah. right? Um, there's got to be a story of hustle in there because cool. no, because I'm telling you right now, nobody just was like, yeah, this is my son. He's going to do boxing and we're going to pay for it. Right. Like every, ch- every step of the way, there was a challenge that you'd have mm-hmm. to overcome and still continued throughout this whole process. Still today, yeah. um, you're, you're encountering challenges. Well, how, what, what, what do you do to stay positive and like just continue to, to, to grow? It's hard. It's honestly, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, when at this at this stage in the game, I'm not like I said, I'm not making Mayweather money. You know, sometimes you gotta betray it as if like I'm, yeah. I'm okay because you gotta put the poker face on. You, you're T- Kyrie, TNT, Todd. It's basically a character, or or you know, a, a money Mayweather. That's a right. character. Yeah, he's but a character. But that's different from Floyd Mayweather. Right. You know, so when when they see Kyrie, TNT, Todd, they're like, oh, he must be getting money. He's fighting in the Encore Casino. He must, Nah, I'm not getting. I'm not getting money like you guys think I'm getting. Sometimes yeah. I pay to fight these guys, and I don't make any money. Right. So there's times where I'm just like, man, like how many? How, how long can this keep going for? Like I'm not getting I money. Can. But then there's other times when it's like, you know what? I, I I came a long way. I'm I'm much further ahead than I was right. before, and I know at some point it's gonna pay well, off. Well, good for you that you can find some some good in there. I mean, I can tell you my own personal story as an entrepreneur, which is not much different than being a boxer. Seriously, I yeah, mean, self-made. Yeah. You're self-made. You gotta you gotta deal with shit all the time like that. Um, but for the first six years of of starting this business um, in the automotive space, I didn't take a paycheck. Yeah. At all. The same way you're saying that you're not really like making a lot of money. I was only just spending money. Yeah. I was just investing and investing and investing and investing mm-hmm. back into my company, back in because that's what it takes to grow. Mm-hmm. Your company is your personal brand, mm-hmm. so obviously it benefits you to even if you have to, <clears throat> to pay, to be on a bigger yeah. stage to get more stage presence because right. that's your personal brand. But because at the because you got a vision at the <clears throat> end, you're gonna you you got this now. Yeah, I I agree, and you get and 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 when you associate yourself with like you've had a fight at the encore. Right at the, yeah. new, at the new casino, the yeah. Encore, yeah. which is great for your brand, right? Right, exactly. Um, and and just helps you leverage to to another ticket. But exactly. for me, it was a struggle too. I sometimes forget how much of a struggle it is because things are so much better now. Right. But when I hear stories like yours, I feel it. Like I literally have been in the same position, right. and the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes gets lost. Yeah, for sure. But you just sometimes, gotta have that yeah. confidence that somehow, some way you're gonna pull through it. Yeah. Um, like I told my mother that one time, I said, listen, like this, this race I'm running, there ain't no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It might not ever work out. It might not. And right. and, and it sometimes, you know, you gotta gamble. I bet on myself every time, yeah. you know. I, I, and then, and you know what that comes down to for me is like, at some point you're gonna have to shift what you consider success in your space. Yeah. Like, like at the beginning for me, it was like, oh, yeah, I got to make this much money or right. I got to you know, right. do this, go do that. And then when I finally did it, and I did it at a way younger age than I anticipated, I started to think to myself, all right, well, well now what? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not greedy. I don't just want to make as much money as possible. That's not really exciting to me. Yeah. Like, now what? What's next? Mm-hmm. Hustle Project Podcast, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, but when you're in it, it's hard to think that there's anything beyond it. Mm-hmm. There's so much to be learned about about the lessons within like your your choices like boxing mm-hmm. or you know being an entrepreneur that what do you feel like 
you've noticed already has an effect, like a profound effect on you personally that you've learned just like lessons just from, from the struggle? Yeah, just like what you just said. Like when you're going through it, I used to say when I was younger, I was just talking to one of my friends about this. I was just saying like, you know, when I was younger, I used to say, man, I want to be a legend. Like I want them to remember me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to look up to me. And going through the steps that I'm going through now, and then I look back, like, yeah, I am a legend now. Like, you know, I, I can be done today. 20 years from now, people are going to say, oh, I remember when Kyrie was boxing. Right. You know, there's a guy named Danny Avery who's a boxer from Lynn. And when I was coming up boxing, my dad used to say, yeah, Danny Avery used to run these these comments. I used to always see him running these comments. You run the comments? I don't run the comments. Uh, I'm not. That's the, not my area. But uh, you got to run the comments. Yeah, I don't run the Just comments. Just the Yeah. <laughs> but I remember my dad would say, Danny Avery's running the comments and stuff like that. So there's going to be people that talk to, talk about me in that way. Oh, I remember right. I used to see Kyrie running this way. I remember Kyrie used to fight at this place. So everything I wanted to be, I am, but I am pretty much that now. Like, you know, pe- yeah, kids, dope, kids, kids do look up to me, you know. Yeah. And I, I am a legend. I might not be the biggest star in the world. Like, the world might not know me right, yet, right, right. but my community, what, what I wanted to do. And to me, it can, like, it starts there. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and, and it, you, can never, you can never call someone... You can never say something negative about someone who who made such a profound impact on a local community. Yeah. Like, you're trying to get as big as you can, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, if all you become is a Lynn legend, that's still yeah. far more than what sure. was predetermined for you. For sure. Right? Like, Absolutely. Because if the world, if you just let the world do what the world was gonna do with Kyrie. I mean, it wasn't this, right? It yeah. would have been. It would have been you just working a nine to five, struggling yeah. through life. Like that's the typical story of a Lincoln. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of friends who, who I grew up in Lynn with. You know, I could have been, you know, selling drugs. I could have been in jail. I could have been dead. Been doing you know, a I thousand things. I could have done a million things. You know, not yeah. the right things because right. it's easy not to do the right things. Right. So if anything, even if you don't end up going, you know, if you're not on HBO, which I hope you are, and you probably will be, right. um, but even if you weren't, like just to be able to. To have an impact on like the, the the sixty kids doing boxing in Lynn right now yeah. to be a legend to them and inspire yeah, them, exactly, exactly. that's that's still huge, man. Sure. And, and that I think needs more. That's what the Hustle Project podcast yeah. is about. It's about celebrating the local hustle because yeah. that's what really is broken right now in America, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're idolizing like people like that they didn't, that we don't know. Yeah, that like they didn't Floyd Mayweather, up, like, yeah, exactly. dope boxer. Yeah. Trust me, I'm mean, probably an incredible dude, but but he. When we idolize him, we get nothing in return. So we're mm-hmm. making an investment. It's almost like it's like when you bank with like Bank of America. When yeah. you give Bank of America your money, they're investing it in the stock market, right? Yeah. And they're playing with that money and they're making money and they're you know that corporate greed shit is happening. But when you give your money to a local credit union, yeah, they reinvest in the local community. They right. don't put it in the stock market. Right. And that's the difference to me. Yeah. It's like you know you you sit there and you admire Floyd Mayweather or Mike Tyson. I can't, I can't say a bad thing about Mike Tyson, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you're spending that time right. investing that money and investing that emotion. For sure. And you're not really celebrating the people around you that are actually more likely to have an impact in your life. Yeah. Like, the, like Kyrie, if you, have a, if you have a 10-year-old son, you're better off directing your attention towards Kyrie because it's more likely that he may have an impact on your son because when a 10-year-old kid sees a 28, 28-year-old boxer, he's like, yo, that guy's dope. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. But he looks at Floyd Money Mayweather driving a Lamborghini and a Ferrari. It's can't like, relate to it. Can't relate. And it yeah. just sets up these it sets up these expectations that are just so hard. Like you're, sure. you're 12 and, you're, and, you're, and your expectations are that you're going to be driving a Lambo? Right. Like how about you just get to 10 and 1 yeah. first? Yeah. And then let's take the next step, mm-hmm. right? Like so, t- to me, I I love that your that your mind state is already there 
because it takes a lot of people a long time to get there. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, man. That no, that's dope. Um, and and especially being from Lynn because Lynn is a very underserved community. I I, I did this podcast really intended to highlight the whole North Shore. I find myself going to Lynn a lot. Lynn's probably the biggest. Well, is the biggest city for sure. And um, I, I for me personally, it also has you know a personal impact. Yeah. But um, tell me about what you think your long term legacy will be in Lynn. Like, what's your hopes? My long-term legacy for myself, like you, you know. Like, you see yourself having a boxing gym? Like, are you that Yeah, kind of for sure. I mean, I definitely want to get a gym going for the kids because there was a gym in Lynn that, that you know, but whatever happened, we were, I don't know what happened officially with it, but. There's no boxing gym in Lynn There's right no now. gym in Lynn, what's the, so. What's the, what's the deal with that? I mean, like, tell me from the business side. Like, what what's up? Why can't these dudes stay in business? Is I it have, poor management? No demand? I have no idea, to be honest with, with that. Um. Boxing is an underground thing, you know, and they see, like, we don't get highlighted like football does. We don't get highlighted like baseball does. They got that stuff in the schools. They got right. a football team in the school. They got a baseball team. They got a basketball team. There's not a there's not a wrestling team in schools. There's not a boxing team in schools. Yeah, well, I can understand why there's Yeah, so I don't think boxing is popular to the broader, you yeah, know. We all want to see two dudes fight in a ring. Yeah. But, yeah, we don't want to support it exactly. when it's, like, your neighbor exactly. or something. So I don't know why they're in a the gym, but I would love to get a gym in Lynn, let all the kids, you know, the troubled kids, or or stop the violence, you know, instead of shooting. You guys want to you guys want to shoot each other? You guys want to fight? Come to the gym. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of kids to fill a gym. I mean, you've got uh, a small – if you get a small, small space, just yeah. something real basic, I think yeah. it's, it's very doable. I, yeah. To me, it's more of a matter of, like – if you're doing it for the economic reasons, if you're doing it because you think you're going to make a ton, a ton of money, probably not. No, yeah. You'll probably make a good living, yeah. but you'll just be building on your legacy. Yeah. And more so, you'll just be helping. There's a lot of kids, like you said, in Lynn, even all over the North Shore, that are just underserved. Yeah. You know, they're troublemakers or they just need a place Come to go. Come from broken take, homes or something just like that. Just need a place yeah. to go and take some frustration yeah, out. Yeah, for like, sure. You know, especially guys. Like, there are – I remember being a teenager. Like, sometimes you just got to go, like, you know – Get your anger out. Like mm-hmm. go, go. Some people listen to music. Other people want to work out, play sports. You know, there's yeah. some kids who got nothing. Yeah. Boxing is one of the best places for that. Um, right. I hope that does come true for you. You gotta yeah. let me know though, because we'll highlight you again. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to get a gym. Yeah. Um, so tell me about um, your plans for the future in terms of you as a boxer. Like, uh, where's the road lead to now? Because so now you're ten and one. Yeah. At what point do you start getting to like a bigger? Um, I'm on the path right now. I got um. So currently, I got, so before I was doing it all by myself, basically, you know, basically selling, I'm still doing it that way, but I was selling, I'm selling tickets to basically pay for the opponent because I don't have a promoter right now. I promote myself. I'm on social media advertising, me and my mother. If people that know my mother, they just know she just nonstop, nonstop. Selling tickets. Yeah, selling tickets. Like a good mother would. Yeah, promoting my um, advertising, my little flyers, whatever. So... I'm doing it all, my, all on my own, but now I got a manager now. So my manager is Ryan Roach. He is the nephew of Freddie Roach, Manny, Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Yeah. yeah, so my manager is Ryan Roach. Freddie Roach is the guy. He's He has Parkinson's. He has Parkinson's yep. disease, yeah. And my, my manager has a um, like an organ, a non-profit organization oh, for to Parkinson's. Yeah. yeah, it's called Punch for Parkinson's. Cool. So, um, so I'm working with him, and also I'm working with my other. I got two managers. One's from, one's in the Boston area. One's in California. His name is Steve Fader. He has the world champion um, Ray Beltron. So, and he works alongside top ranked promotions and stuff like that. So I'm in, I'm in, 
I'm in good now with trying to get to the next level, getting a big promoter. So, like I said, I'm doing the next. So you've you've put you've put the pieces in place. Yeah, now. my like, pieces are in place now. You got, good, so. you got a good solid record. Yeah. Um, and now you got two managers promoting it. Yeah. And hopefully, so what? When would your next fight be? You just had a fight last weekend. Yeah. So possibly November, right before Thanksgiving. I might. It's 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 already on the table. I could take the fight if I want, or I don't have to take the fight. Um, wow, these are short windows, huh? I mean. I'm just trying to listen. Just trying to, yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to rack my record up, rack my record up, and then, like I said, stacking W's. Yeah, yeah you just and then just move to the next level because I'm ready. What's now. the risk in that though? I mean, if you take a couple losses there, then it could be over, right? Yeah, you could. You know, you can. You, somebody might pull off an upset one night and yeah. just get me. Maybe you know, but yeah. I'm not. But gonna, you gotta play that yeah, game. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta yeah. roll the dice. Can't play scared. You gotta roll the dice. You know, yeah. you, you gotta roll the dice. So I. I bet on myself every that's, time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I like to hear, and that's yeah. what that's what you have to do. I mean, if you're not betting on yourself, I mean, I don't know how you even win one For fight. Sure. Mind, ten For fights sure. With eight knockouts. Yeah. Yeah. What um, so what is the next step? Where would that lead you to? Atlantic City, something like that. Hey, it could it can land me anywhere, wherever the, you know, Madison Square Garden can land me in Vegas, it can land me in California, wherever. But that's. That's the vision I have, and I think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen soon. I can feel it. You know? Do you ever worry about um, you know, the, the, the medical side effects that could come with boxing? Absolutely. All yeah. the, all I mean, the time. you must, right? All the time. I mean, we know going into it what can happen. You know, there, there was three, three deaths in the last three months, I think. It was boxing? This, yeah, boxing. You know, there's a fighter that just passed away probably – Two, three weeks ago. Like as a result of fighting? Yeah, he died in the ring. Named Patrick Day. He was a good fighter. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. He was a good fighter. He um, was in a tough fight with an Olympian. And um, they in the 10th round, the last round, he got he got knocked out. And he... Never came back. He didn't come back, man. Yeah. And he died, you know, in front of... You know, basically in front of everybody, you know? Man, how does the... How does the um the guy who's fighting him feel about that? I mean, like... I don't know the guy who's fighting him, but he made a public statement on Instagram, basically said, like, you know, I never wanted this to happen. Because right. the kid was in a coma first. He was in a coma for, like, three, four days. Okay. And he basically put a put a letter out, and he just said, I didn't want this to happen. I'm sorry that this happened. You, everybody loved Patrick Day. Right. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know him now. I didn't know him at from all. From around here? No, I think he's from New York. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but the community, boxing community... It's a small community. Right. Everybody knows each other, you know. So everybody loved him. They said how much he was always a good, positive dude, stuff like that. They spoke highly of him. They never said nothing bad about him. He he came to fight. He didn't need boxing. He right. was smart. I think he went to school. He was smart. Um, and he died in the last round, like tenth round. He got hit. He was in a coma. He died. The the guy said, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't want this to happen to you. And then we found out he died. So it was like. And that's a real risk. Like, I, you know, I'm coming to work every day. That's not, I'm not thinking about, yeah. like, that's not even a possibility yeah. to me. Like, it crossed my mind. I said, you know what? This shit's not worth it. Yeah. You know, that dude, what, whatever amount of money he got for that fight ain't worth his life. And yeah. I'm making probably way less than him. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah. I can get, you know, it, just, it takes one shot. You get the punched right on the temple, you know, back of the head. You get a bleed on the brain, you're right. done. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about trained fighters. You're not talking about just a little, exactly. little parking lot brawl. You're exactly. These dudes know how to hit. Right. I got to ask you a question. Me and my boys get together once in a while. One of the things we always talk about is what we would rather do, get tackled by Ray Lewis in his prime. <laughs> you have no gear on. He's, oh, man. Or you take a straight 
right hook from Mike Tyson God. in his prime. Damn. What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> Damn. How far is Ray Lewis coming? He's full, the as far as he Damn. needs to to get the best tackle he could get. Because, you know, I've never had a they boxer both. answer this question, they, but it's yeah. always split. And then everyone who ever goes – if you go to Ray Lewis, you're like, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm going to go tight. And then when you start thinking about getting hit by Tyson. So so Tyson's going to hit me with a straight right hand? Yeah. To the face? To the face. Yeah. And then Ray Lewis? Yeah. They both will knock you out. Like, the both of the shots might knock you out. Yeah. Uh, this is how you go out. <laughs> I might take Ray Lewis. Yeah, I'm, I'm 51% Ray Lewis. I as might well. take Ray Lewis yeah. and stiffen up. <laughs> Just do what you can. Yeah. Crumble. It, it'll act, if you play dead, you might have a good shot. Yeah, I might take a flop. Like LeBron might take a flop. Yeah. Um, so, what do you see for the future of Lynn? Like, how are you feeling about Lynn? I, I, you know, I see all the time in the news that you know it's getting revitalized. There's always some like some 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 stuff happening in the downtown area. Yeah, Lynn's um, doing good right now. I think. Um, like you said, they 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 doing the murals. They doing a lot of mu- movies in Lynn. Um, they got a lot of kids in sports that are doing real well. Basketball, football. Um, they got a lot of politicians that are just that are from Lynn that are doing their thing. Yeah. Um, you feel a different energy there than you did like when we were kids. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, like um, it's on the up and up. Yeah, it's more like uh, I think it's more positive. Yeah, I think it's more positive. I mean, yeah, everybody, you know got their problems and everybody you know doesn't doesn't support as much as they could but i think for the majority of the part everybody's in their own lane doing their thing to the yeah. best of their ability yeah i think i think a lot of positive positivity has like come to lynn i think yeah. there's people out there like you yeah. that are like trying that are putting that at the forefront of what they're about like yeah, yeah like i'm i'm from lynn yeah like, i'm not just from there like i didn't i was I fought, just born there. yeah I, fought, I i fought at the encore casino and i got a custom custom made um Uniform. I put the High Rock Tower yes. on my back. High Rock Tower is how so? Like uh, on you mean on your um? On the back of my trunks, on the back of my um my jacket, my robe. Oh, that's dope. So yeah. I'll show you a picture. But um, yeah, I put it on my back to show like this is where I'm from. Right. I represent. You know, yeah. Lynn. You know, I'm from the Highlands. You know, the High Rock Tower is you know mostly in the Highlands, but you can see it through the whole city. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I never been up there before. No. Huh? That's so stupid, right? Oh, I, don't know. I spent I lived in Lynn for thirty years. I never went up to the High Rock Tower. I'm gonna go though one day. Yeah, gotta like, get, yeah. You from Lynn? You gotta go. I gotta there. go. It's I legendary. feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not a true Linner for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, listen, bro. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, I man. I appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, man. Let's give a shout out to your um to your Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram is Kyrie Todd or at Kyrie Todd K H I R Y and then T O D D. My um, Facebook is at Kyrie Todd. Same thing. So. You can hit me up, you know, if, if I'm fighting. I always promote on those um, platforms. So if you need tickets or whatever, you just mess for with For sure, and you got to support your local yeah. people. And, and Kyrie's out there fighting for Lynn, fighting for the North Shore, fighting for his community, man. Yeah. So good to have you on. Thank you, man.